0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final pre-Christmas edition of The Ruck. Um, my late colleague, A.A. Gill, said about sport, it's like being in a waiting room of an inner-city accident and emergency department with a ruptured colon. And... Um, <laughs> I've never agreed with that till I watched the Sports Personality of the Year Awards last night. Now I can see where my dear colleague was coming from. What a load of patronising, cloying, uninformed pap it was. Uh, That's just my opinion, obviously, but um, (laughs) you might share it. But what? It's just awful. It's got nothing to do with sport. It was politically correct. Uh, Slotty, am I, am I being hard here? Because it looked like the next episode of the send-up of the BBC, that W1A stuff, it looked exactly like it in every respect. Am yeah, I wrong?
2: I think you're being really hard, actually, but probably very fair, and I didn't watch any of it. All right, that's enough. It. If you disagree with me... Uh, no, I'd say totally I no, agree go with you. Right. You're being hard but fair. I didn't watch any of it, and I don't mind that, because they, <sighs> they haven't got any rights, so they have to make it up and do funny
3: stuff... And, no, you're right. ...and talk to people.
1: No, you're, but... Th- you're right, it's a fashion show as well.
3: I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on a lot of that, because... It, it feels like someone's ramming glitter down your throat. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's so saccharine. And if it's not saccharine, then it's too po-faced and there's swelling music. Everything seems on the edge of crescendo when you're watching Spotty. Harry yeah. Kane didn't win, did he? He was no. shortlisted. No,
1: it wasn't just because Harry Kane didn't win. It wasn't that. I mean, I just thought, I mean, say what you like about the winner, um, they do freeze samples for retesting in the years' time when the... <laughs> when the um, Do
2: they take a sample from the Spotty the, winner? Yeah, well, no, no <laughs>
1: not, not for doing that, but they do freeze them to have... Uh, extra tests on them as the science advances in the year's time, but we better not go there. Steve, surely you'd have nothing to do with these uh, end-of-year... <laughs> end <of year. laughs> and, and, uh, above all, I'm sure you've never been... you would never disgrace yourself by being
4: on a panel like for the Welsh sports personality of the year, or would you? Right. And I ensured that Jonathan Davis won it. So right, as but we're on a rugby uh, podcast, that can't be a bad thing.
1: No, absolutely.
4: I go back it? to Slotty's point. I mean, mm. the, the trouble is they haven't got any footage of the show. The great thing about Spotty in the old days was it was a review of the year, wasn't it? Yes, you know, you exactly. Could, you could go back on and watch everything that happened in the year, and you, you can't do that anymore.
1: and now it's a review of somebody else's year. <laughs> it's just, it, it is uh,
2: honestly. Yeah. Do we have we stopped introducing the guests? Oh no! What well, I didn't, I didn't well, do you think, think you were. Do you think, our, do you think our audience knows everyone so well they just recognise the voices? Which no, is they've thought. never
1: heard of any of you. That's, that's why I'm not bothered introducing okay, right. you. I'm terribly sorry about that. I, I was going to get round to it. First of all, <laughs> first of all, hang on, I'm just going to look at their names because I forget them. First of all, fresh from the train journey via Paddington. Uh, st- <laughs> and the man who predicted that England would win the Ashes by five tests to nil—I never said that. I did not say that. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> he didn't say that. that is lose one of
4: the lose. <laughs> lose five nil. I'm sure is it. St-
1: Seriously, he's come a long way. It's Steve James of the Times, uh, distinguished ex cricketer and very, very distinguished current rugby and cricket writer. Also, we got uh, Big Al from Rugby World. <laughs> Hello. So called because no one can remember his surname. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, we'll be coming to al in a minute because he's done an excellent article in the most recent edition of, of rugby world which uh seriously was took a big research and was was good reading and uh, on the front cover of rugby world it says rugby's dark side uh welcome big al and owen slot owen fresh or maybe not so fresh from from claremont i hear some of the guys had travel uh difficulties were you okay
2: yeah, the the, um, the telegraph sadly got stuck on the way back. Oh, so I was, was terrible. Yeah. feeling sad about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently yeah, you a... stick by your colleagues, don't you? But there are um, within reason.
1: Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They probably fell over a huge pile of unsold telegraphs and <laughs> <laughs> hurt themselves. Um... Anyway, welcome back, welcome back, Owen. And you did go to one of the great venues. Is
2: that correct? Leave aside the game from it, one of the great venues well, in rugby? yeah, we'd like this subject, don't we? Your favorite place to watch a game of club rugby and that's, that's in the top three in my opinion easy it was It was magnificent yesterday and the way if you you've been, you've been there lo- yeah. loads of times. Um oh you see she's he's, he's wearing his his I agree, I'm sweatshirt. Wear, I'm wearing
1: the Claremont hoodie. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, brilliant. So I forgot you dressed up special. Yeah, it. it was just brilliant in there. The 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 crowd is steepled high. They make a they sound like a football crowd which you you hardly hear anywhere else and they don't stop. And um and boy did they get on the referee's back when he sent um, Nick and yeah. Bender on off it was really funny but uh, I'm not right in saying every time I've been there
1: despite all that when the whistle goes they always applaud the the the, um, the visiting team yeah they did that which, yep. which yeah. is fair yeah. enough yeah. you don't yeah. get much of that at Munster um <laughs> Right, the, the European Cup. Someone said this morning in the Wales Online, and it, amazingly, it wasn't a rip off of someone else's article, <laughs> which it usually is. But uh, someone said that uh, there could be no English teams at all in in the quarter final uh, of of uh, European Champions Cup. You've seen Saracens, and you've seen the rest. What do you think about
2: that? Well, I th- I, I, I don't think it sounds madness at all. I still think that England will get two in. But they could easily get none. I mean they don't have actually any in the top half. So they're all in the in the bottom two of the of the of the five groups. So uh sorry, no, I'm, I'm mistaken there. Uh Bath, the top of their group. Um so I think Bath will get through and I s and I I just think that one of Saracens and Wasps yeah, um, will mean,
3: will get there as well. It doesn't help that some of the pools are crazy. Pool one is just barmy. When you've got La Rochelle who are top of the top fourteen um, you've got Ulster and you've got Wasps. Vine- I mean, Quins are all at sea, so they're they're gone. You forget Quins me. are
2: like your old Italian teams, aren't they? They're just making yeah. up numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's
3: like if we got, let's hope we get Quins in our group because that's an easy eight points. You know, but that's bananas to try and scrap out that one. And even making a prediction now, you've got ten points, thirteen points, and fifteen points. You know, how do you pick who goes through in that one? I,
4: I think he would be foolish to write off Saracens. Well, I, I think I think they'll get players back, and, and it'll be a different S-
1: Saracens. Are, for my, in my opinion, if Saracens do qualify, they'll win it because they got five players. Of, of, would be contenders for any world team all yeah. to come back no, I agree with and, I, and I think if somebody's get we're talking the,
2: Vinopola Marrow v- Brits Brits um, Wigglesworth yeah. and Barrett Yeah, well oh, there's, there's five I mean yeah. oh, oh, Barrett,
1: Liam, Liam Williams and Barrett wouldn't be in a world team perhaps but I tell you what in, in terms of great players at club level yeah, yeah, that's he'd, not be about, any, he he'd be in any world yeah, team yeah, yeah. Um, so Al yeah. let's go on um, you really put yourself out this week by watching all <laughs> the games from your own lounge but Tiger's Tigers uh Munster, Tigers could not react to the humiliation of the week before. That's surely a, a big black mark.
3: Absolutely, and it's their third loss at home in Europe in a decade. You know, and that tells you how significant that is. You know, from the game before, and I think we spoke before we came came on here, um, Steve, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about the fact that they had that lack of fighting. That's something that actually tells you where they are right now. Bearing in mind that this is a Munster team who have got a almost brand new head coach. They've got Johan Van Gran, who came in The week before, oversaw that smashing and then did it again in this match. And for all the headlines being about Manu Tulagi coming back and how fantastic that must be, and then you look at how Tulagi has to back that up uh, this week as well, you know, that cannot gloss over the way that they performed. Dan Cole, in particular, he gave away five penalties in the first half and got sent off. That tells you where. I I think, I believe, that's a great way of telling you where this Leicester team is at the moment, where they are... You know, we often talk about how they have to scrap to get wherever they come. But they're scrapping, and then they're scrapping without any brains behind it. And that's where they are at the moment. They're just swinging at shadows. He's
4: always given a, quite a few panels his way, well, isn't he, Dan Cole? Absolutely, but... He does for England, yeah. 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 But is it not... Uh,
1: look, Gal, you're a prop. I mean, is it not time for Dan now to, to uh, ring the exit bell and for just chuck in Harry Williams or someone because it's getting beyond the joke. Oh, now. you're
3: talking about for England. For England, uh,
1: well, for England, well, maybe for the Tigers, but for England.
3: Absolutely, and I think I think it comes down to lack of playing resources really at Leicester. You know, there's the, you hear it over and over again about the Leicester way and it's fantastic when you can rely on players like Bateman who can come in and 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 put in a shift and a lot of respect for that. Dan Cole just needs I think a bit of time away from the coalface, face at least. And that was not an intended pun, by the way. Mm. He, needs, mm. he needs some time away to, to settle himself because there's only so so long you can rely on reputation for what you can do in a scrum. And you know what? I I actually agree with you. I think I've said on this podcast before that I think Harry Williams needs to start getting some minutes for England. But there are so many other players that surely are due some time before World Cup 2019 because what happens if... Dan Cole continues to play and is then hit b- by lightning.
2: I think England's starting three in the World Cup with Harry Williams and Sinkle will be on the bench I think we'll move to that, that place. You've immediately two. saved
1: 12 points there with the, pan- with, with the penalties Steve, um, I know uh, even though you've been up all night every night following the Ashes, <laughs> I know you, you keep up with the, with the, the English scene um, none, no English clubs in the quarter final for you or a couple are going to sneak
4: in yeah, I think that as I said, I, I think Saracens will, will get through, hmm. uh, and yeah, Wasp as well. I think. Yeah.
1: Now you you, know, you went to um, let, let's deal with the, with the Welsh angle. Some optimism because Scarlets are still in the shaker.
4: Yeah.
1: Ospreys put away Northampton. And yeah. Ospreys at- lose by sixty, then they win beat Northampton. Um what, what, what what's happening down there and how, are the Ospreys showing any signs?
4: Yeah, I was at that game actually yesterday, the Ospreys, Northampton. T- I mean terrible game. Um two poor sides if I'm if I'm honest. Poor conditions as well, which which didn't help. Expected a bit more of a reaction from Northampton to be honest. I know mm. they're missing who they're missing? Hartley, Laws and, and Wood, but I mean they barely fired a shot, did they? I mean they, they, they look a very poor team. Not sure the Ospreys are, are that much better. Um They scrum well. Um our hips a very good tight end, isn't he? Oh, hmm. Alan wynne Jones and Bradley Davis had, had good games. Their, their line out w- wasn't great. Um I mean, I'll, I'll be amazed if the if the Ospreys manage to manage to make it through. But they got Saracens at home next game, have not they? I think so. That'll be a okay. in, interesting encounter. The Scarlets, I can't quite see them doing it. But that game against Bath, that uh, at Bath, will be. A good game, be I mean, good fun. I, yeah, I mean, and I watched a, I watched the Scarlets game against Bath at, at the Scarlets early in the season. They were very disappointed in The Scarlets, weren't they right? Now, if you remember that game, it was in the rain, wasn't it? Yes, I mean, they yeah. were quite naive, weren't they, in that game?
1: Now, another game in the rain was was and, um, and La Rochelle. Which I have to tell, I have to admit, was the only game I saw on the weekend. And uh, I just had this feeling because Wasps have gone, have gone through, didn't get a bonus point themselves, but they did stop. Um, La Rochelle again, and I believe they're actually ahead in the fixtures between those two teams. Now, Wasa got people coming back. weren't that, weren't that, weren't that good. I just thought that was quite a good mental comeback by them, uh, still without a lot of a lot of players also bath toulon um, what a fan- two fantastic oh, yeah. games those yeah, teams have yeah, played yeah. against each other i mean you I went, when i was watching that game i thought well there's no way um, bath can lift themselves but my goodness they did and th- th- it's not right off toulon for a minute those guys played it bloody hard and t- for their jerseys they're not there for for pensions those that lot they put out that yeah. match
3: do you think that match was the coming of age for anthony watson because uh, he totally, blossomed totally
1: And I I tell you what, Anthony Watson, um, for me, when he's played on the wing, which Eddie Jones always does, Slotty, he, he, he stands up there and waits for the ball. When he gets the ball at fullback, he is electrified. I mean, did you, have you? I don't know if you saw the tries, but my yeah, goodness, did, yeah. Yeah, some yeah. of them were just bloody like like a Rolls Royce.
2: Well, the, the, he described his second one as like an under-11s rugby try because it's like just, like, like I'm this fast guy and I can just try and ran, and run the run, run, yeah. run, yeah. run, across, run across, across the pitch as far as I can go, and then suddenly I'll go forward. It was, oh, I thought he was brilliant, and and I I do agree with what you're saying. And there was Eddie Jones in the stand, you yeah. know the, the evidence right under his nose, and, and and to go back to dear old Mike Brown, you know, you just will not. See anything like that from him ever? No, you, so, won't. So you
4: were talking about atmospheres at Claremont. I mean, that looked like a special atmosphere at, at the wreck on, it, well, yeah. on Saturday yeah, yeah. night. I it's, mean, it's pro- proper atmosphere. Yeah. It's
1: funny because they've been trying to get a new ground for about 40 years and now it's slightly coming closer. Now you're thinking, actually, I don't know, a new ground if it's a great <laughs> big, you know, because it, the atmosphere it does look sensational. It's always full and and another, another thing, yet again, second week running, this front row have done. Obama and Lahif, my goodness! I mean, they're just
4: all over the field. I mean, that he really puts. Oh, he's himself unbelievable! The tackles he makes, unbelievable. He's like a thresher,
3: isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible the number of tackles. Oh, he's put unbelievable! Together. I can't have, up you the look,
1: have you looked at Obano much and Lahif? Because they they they're going up the ratings now. My goodness, they're
2: good. Barlow's, um Marrow's first cousin, isn't he? Did I say that last week? It's my favourite fact at the moment. So it's just not p- is that right?
1: family fortunes with know. Bob Monkhouse, to show.
2: Well, it, it's a fortunate family with those two, isn't it? I mean, no,
1: no it, is. Yeah, it is.
2: There's a lot in there. He was brilliant, wasn't he? Oh, he's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. I, ju- I just lo- I just love the young bulls, th- you know, young bulls at the gate sort of thing. They're brilliant.
3: I mm-hmm. I just like to go back very quickly to the Northampton Saints because of all the speculation at the moment about who's going to take over and the way. Uh, as Steve just explained, there how woeful they are at the moment. Mm. I just had this vision in my head of the the room that fills up, the waiting room filling up with people as they wait to go in for their um, their interview. And there's names being thrown about like Dean Richards and Mike Ford, even Lancaster and Gatland. Uh, now I'm not sure how Gatland is, would possibly even entertain the idea of coaching Lampsi. Yeah. Do- I just have this vision of that waiting room; it's ridiculous. Jake, do, do you know what though? I've, I reckon it's not a bad job
4: to have. Because I, I, I think it's quite fixable. What, what's oh, happening I'm there? Right. You're
3: completely
2: right. It's like buying a great stock when they're low, isn't it? You get, yeah. They're going to go up really I, quickly. I, I yeah. reckon
4: a few, a few signings. Uh, it's, a, it's a good club, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, a yeah Great stadium. Look at support. their team on paper. Yeah, they've, got, think, they've got some on. good players. Yeah. Right? yeah, I mean, they desperately need to fly uh, off. They're going to get one next season. They, who, I think it's pretty fixable, though. They're getting one, though. Yeah. Sorry? Um, they're getting a fly-off. Yeah, exactly. they? Yeah, they getting a fly-off. I, I think it's a good job. I'd be uh, a lot and of I, I have job to with.
1: say this at this point. Having watched Danny Cipriani quite short into his comeback for, with Wasps, and then you think that Piers Francis... Uh, Ari Vist uh, do, do you know any? all know what that word is? I'll explain later if you don't. <coughs> but, I mean someone who's just arrived basically. It's a skiing term isn't it? Uh, the Ari Vist He's not your hard. first
2: cousin this guy is he? No he's not
1: no, but no, I mean no. me. He, he snatched out of nowhere uh, the obscurity of Auckland which is you know the, the back end of nowhere He had to go to uh,
3: Scotland beforehand as well Oh did
4: he? Yeah well, never quite shone
1: no. oh, Amazing he didn't get in the Scottish team He didn't,
4: he didn't shine at uh, the Liberty Stadium But, but bit, Steve,
1: I mean you know, Steve Danny Cipriani has, has, has done and everything that's been asked of him, he's been battered, bruised. He's been maligned for so-called bad behaviour off the field, when all he did is run into a bus once when he was had a few drinks. <laughs> it's pathetic. And I tell you what, the guy is so many light years ahead of Mr. Francis that it's not true. Well,
3: there's a difference there in the way that they play. Piers Francis, if you watched? Have you watched him this season? He's very keen on scuttling sideways across the park, waiting for runners to spark off him. Yeah. Rather than just relying on his own ability to create a hole for someone else. Mm-hmm. He's basically wanting someone someone to just bust through often and often he just runs all of his teammates out of space. You compare that to the way that Cipriani now In danger here of saying that Cipriani is magnificent every single game he Mm. plays, he's a big enough boy to appreciate that he has his highs and his lows, but Mm. you know, for the qualities that he has, that is not a failing of his. He does not run people out of space. He can put passes on a plate for someone if they are willing to run into the right holes, and that's the difference between them.
4: Isn't it more um, Cipriani versus Lazowski rather than... Cipriani versus Francis yeah, I mean yes. you've got Ford got and Farrell as the, the first two and then it's who's, yeah, who's so behind I, that I, I just, agree
2: well, we're French? talking about England we're just wasting our time here aren't we I mean he's, he's just ne- he's never going <laughs> to get close that's I mean,
3: a very good point
2: I mean yeah. it's, it's a good conversation and he's a great player but he's just miles away he doesn't get on with people and that's why he's not in yeah <laughs> who I thought it was about Danny Cipriani No,
1: we are talking about Danny <laughs>
2: Cipriani Right. Well, it doesn't get on with people. I
1: mean, I, I mean, I
4: mean I, the points I want to are there's Ford and Farrell, who are obviously way above the rest of So you're talking, about them, yeah, but you're talking about your number three, aren't you, basically? Yeah, we are. But I, so still, I still think that Lezowski, d- that's Danny's
1: coveted his place for years, and some bloke comes from nowhere with nothing to yeah. offer. That's all I'm saying.
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Just move on to the Pro 14 now. They're all very cocky because some of their teams have... um, have done well in the in the um, in the Champions Cup actually they're not their teams really because the teams they field in the Pro 14 are in terms of motivation and personnel nothing like the teams that play in Europe but anyway they have got a good idea this week and incidentally before we go into that Steve and I were talking before the game about why local clubs don't play over Christmas yeah. there's no there's no I mean i will need to name two Lydney and Maidenhead yeah, um, I've just plucked those two out of thin air. But what you know, what they're in the same league. They're in the same league, the West same West. league yeah. and they if there's oh, I no think Lindy league,
4: beat Maiden as well, didn't they, Stephen? That well, what can you do with a ref like that?
1: <laughs> they, they, um, <laughs> I didn't see the game, by oh, the way. All the ref we're, we're, we're bottom but one. You're a bit higher than us. Okay, but, but, but all right. the, thing, but the thing is, why wouldn't you play like on Boxing Day over Christmas? Because thousands of people will come down to watch and have a drink. I, d- I just don't understand it. Anyway,
3: yeah, it's a shame, it is. Some of us no. would be too hungover, I think, to want to play the game like that. Well, but okay, fair enough. We used to
4: play
1: Lindy. You used to play Gloucester on Boxing Day. Yeah, no. Did you? Did you? You ever beat them? Uh, no, I'm boxing, no. Okay, when did you, you beat out them? Once, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, fair enough. <laughs> and um, the the Pro 14, the, they have got a marketing idea, and that is to play all the over Christmas to play all the um, all the derbies. So it's I think it's Lent, it's to Munster, etc, yeah. which which is good, and um, you know you get big crowds. And I have to say, if you take away the derbies from the whole tournament, I think it really struggles a bit. But it's Glasgow Edinburgh, which should be great. So partly. Uh, Owen and Al, good, and we come on to Steve for the the converse.
3: Well, uh, firstly, I think I agree with you. It's it's a necessity, and that's why they made a point because when they had this when the South African teams came in and they split the league in two and put it into the groups, they realised that there was no way they could get away without having those fixtures. So they had to convolute away where they would have three fixtures or four fixtures a year against the teams that they would traditionally play against. And you've got to say that that's a good thing because it, you have to have something, you have to have a traditional rival because all the best will in the world, Connett and one of South African sides, have no history to speak of and few people are going to travel over anyway. Yeah. So you have to give them something to look forward to. And for all the nonsense that was round about it with the made-up cup names and the you know the sponsor shirts that look like a Paul- Jackson Pollock painting, for all of that, it gives something that has that element of traditional it Yeah, no,
1: fine, fine. Steve, you, you you think that there's reservations in Wales because they're all playing each other, so that's three games in a short well, period I, of time.
4: I mean, I like the derbies; um, they're the only games that get decent crowds in Wales. Yeah. so I can, I can see what they're doing and I'll go to Newport on Boxing Day and, and watch you know Dragons against Cardiff Blues as, as a fan. But I, this year, they they've got three matches in ten days, which you know I presume they'll they'll pick four-cent sides for for all those games. I mean, in in this day and age, that's that's ridiculous, isn't it? Three three games in in ten days. Three, you know, they will be tough games, won't they? Because I mean, they batter the living daylights out of each other in those derby games, don't they? So I, I think they're taking the mick a bit there. I mean, maybe two games, but not, but not three in such a short period of time.
1: Okay, just before we we are, I know you're all waiting out there for um, Steve James's um, moratorium, or rather, his uh, is uh, exhumation of the uh, of the England team. But um, Owen, where are we going? Uh, where are we going over Christmas to work? T- to work. Oh, sorry,
2: are you having Christmas off? Well, I'm sorry. The, um, I, I'm I, doing... i
1: come, come back to this. Yeah. What, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> you, <laughs> you slightly got me umming and erring there, which is obviously very rare on this podcast. Let's well, where you're going no, no, but It's like an insinuation that I, I'm deserting the barricades and not, not going to do any any shifts out there. And yeah. no, I am. I'm going to the um, New Year's Eve game in Exeter. Right. Exeter against Leicester, which will be um as a long way to go back for, for my celebrations in the evening. That's how I'm... <laughs> This is what you want to say—is how much I'm putting myself out for the readers. It's great yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, so slot, so, slotty. Is, 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 Can maybe the producer could, could find some of that violin music that? Grand so so all talking. over yeah. the Yule tide,
4: do, do you reckon you'll get back before midnight?
2: You're interrupting festivities once to. Um, I promised my wife well I'm going to be in uh, in situ at half past nine. Okay, Al. Time, time to kick off? Three o'clock. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. madness, isn't it? Yeah. I know. I know. Right. I hope She doesn't listen to this. So, I'm, I'm going to let. So her down. far
1: between two of the panel, we've got one game between us. I'm
4: doing well. I'm watching. Dragons Blues as a fan oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm covering Bath Wasps on the 29th Friday the 29th alright oh,
1: this week I'm going to Wasps Gloucester which which I'm really looking forward to I'm going up in the bus with 17 people and I'm not the driver and I won't be drinking the only one so uh, I'm really looking forward to that
2: <laughs> 16
3: people <laughs> to run the quotes for
2: you well
3: they're not all journalists Wasps Gloucester will be a good game though
1: yeah, it will because it
3: will. it'll be at least be entertaining it was I saw I saw the news today, because everyone's getting in a fluster about Gloucester as well, and how, all the potential signings that they're going to have. I saw one of them poo-pooed today, though. Jack Creole, the, yeah the Springboks uh, and Lions Flanker, will not be joining Gloucester. Apparently, I've seen that confirmed today by his agent. Anyone, they, 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 anyone? Will go, they will go South African, though, won't they? There'll oh, be yeah. a few South Africans coming in. Anyone
1: well, not signed up by anybody else will be joining the Dragons, I can tell you that.
4: Richard Hibbard's joining the Dragons. Is he? Yep. Oh, they're coming yeah. up the woodwork now. He's one of your favourites, isn't
1: yeah. he, Hibbard? Oh, he's he's, he's, he's better than now. anything the Wales got. Just before he came on
2: it. Okay. So hang a sec. Is that like an exclusive? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, just imagine <laughs> if we had an exclusive, exclusive on this a, podcast. Um,
4: no, no, no. We didn't get that. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now we've established no one's doing any work over Christmas. We, we've come on to uh, the rugby's dark side. i um, in rugby yes. world this month. The, the key feature uh, is by you. I know what you put a lot of time and effort and energy into it. About basically um, foreign players becoming. Um, uh, mysteriously changing nationalities, going elsewhere. Some, some to good effect; uh, others to not very good effect. Especially Pacific Islanders, almost getting lost and marooned, uh, and, and exiled—a lonely exile in France.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to be fair, actually, I try to stay clear as much as possible from the international thing. There's a bit in it. Um, there's a little bit of a debate. We clarify what, how the. Um, the residency rules will be changing uh, as of 2020 what the breakdown is of that and i i spoke to some players about their views on the the five-year residency rule um and you know the, there's a lot in that one of the things the main focus for me though was to look at lower down the tiers hmm. because we're seeing more and more players than ever before travel abroad to make a crust playing rugby union and and sometimes it is a crust, as you, as you, Absolutely. As you prove. Absolutely. So I, I went out to Perpignan with the Pacific Rugby Players Welfare Group um, to meet guys that are playing in the lower leagues of France who are, some of them, really struggling to make their ends meet because of the, the social side of things, where a lot of Pacific Islanders um, feel duty-bound to send money home to their family on the islands. Some of them, when you're earning not that much money or you're on a pay-to-play contract, where you're you're chugging along and you're sending maybe five hundred euros of a six hundred euros a month paycheck and you've got bills to pay and then you've got to feed yourself and your coach is saying why are you not putting on any weight? Why are you not performing as well? Why are you tired all the time? That's a hell of a lot of pressure. You pile into that the other social side of things of that pressure, pressure from home, injuries, depression is a key issue for a lot of these guys. Mm. And that's one side of things. Then you go into the extreme end of exploitation or how, as what I would see, the extreme end of exploitation. Um, a very sad story that I, I uncovered in this in this piece and um, I had to put in a lot of time um, to, to stand up. Um, a story of a, a young 27-year-old Tongan prop who played in Japan for Honda Heat. And in 2015, he was discovered dead in a hotel room um, the day after playing a game for his club's B team. And the worst suspicions of concussion, although you cannot say whether or not that can can neither confirm or deny that that actually was the cause of it, however that story itself of someone that can come in and none of us have heard about it, you know a rugby player with a professional outfit can die in his hotel room and none of us know about it you've got all that and then there's there's so much more. I mean, I could go on and on about all the different aspects to it. I've spoken to Owen a lot about, about this, about the South African aspect of it as well. I spoke to a lot of people in South Africa um, about the player drain out there. And that's the thing, is you've got to weigh up. And, and I have to say at this point as well, there are very good stories and there are a lot of good opportunities out there as well. But further down the leagues, there is the opportunity for people to take the mick yeah. and for people to exploit others. There are good stories and there are bad stories and there are some fantastic people operating out there. The problem is, is the lack of education, so knowing who the right people to deal with are, and also saying what is acceptable and what's not acceptable.
1: If you want to, to read about this, this uh, the great migration, it's in this month's ru- m- rugby world. It's arguably the second-best article in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> what I'm, ju- about, I'm joking. What it's, did you write about? It's, 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 one, it's wonderful. Should be, uh, I'll just ask uh, Steve and Owen... Some of this is really, really uh, cruel player welfare exploitation stories. At the the sort of top end, though, does it irk you that now so many international players, when they come out, are actually nationals of another country for every country in the game?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's a similar problem we've had in cricket as well, isn't it? Um, I've always been a big one for extending those residential rules, that's for certain. I mean, we saw in the autumn, didn't we, that Hadley Parks? Mm. you know, the, the, the kiwi who ended up playing for wales you he'd know, you, been qualified about 2 hours i think when he stepped onto the principality stadium turf um you know he'd just been there 3 years is that a big enough commitment 3 3 years is not is it as Alan you, said i mean that's going to change isn't it
1: but, Owen does it uh, does it irk you, does, 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 you know, some you know the, the 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 kiwi scots and and
2: and, and whatever you yeah, there's. There's two ends to this. There's a yeah. the tier one end, which is when when you see the the Kiwi Scots, for instance, or Hadley Parks, as you mentioned. Mm. Or an Australian team that's stuffed full of Fijians, or etc. And and um, in England as well, Nathan Hughes. I mean, bless him, he took his opportunity, but I don't think he should have been given it. I the- never blame the player, by the way. I mean, it's, it's no, not sure. no, no, never. A lot done. of what Al's written about in in this feature, in, in um, a brilliant feature in Rugby World, is, is the fact that rugby is actually providing a, an income, a, a decent income, and an opportunity for people around the world. But the but the other, the other side of it is if you if you go the, to the likes of of Germany or R- Romania or or Russia, for instance, you, you see these countries actually getting a little bit stronger because they have South, Af- South Africans. They source them, and some some of them go over and do the three years, which will be five, which so that will probably stop. But some of them have uh, there are South Africans with German heritage, etc. And so those nations are becoming stronger now. This seems a, a preposterous way to level up the rugby world because we've been. It's uh, something we talked about many times on this podcast is is there aren't enough strong nations, but it is a way of getting some of the Tier
3: 2 slash Tier 3 nations a little bit stronger. I think the thing uh, as uh, well uh, is is that we're, we're, the changes are off in the distance in 2020. We're actually starting to see some of the changes happen already because um, I spoke to some fellas from Georgia, and if you're from a, a country like Georgia where... Earning ends, mate, is is hard enough as it is. And you have to make a choice between do I want to continue playing rugby and try and get to a different level or do I take on a job and give up the game forever? I've spoken to some people that say there are young guys who would have hoped to go out to France... Earn a, earn a small contract, work their way up. But because of the, because at the very top end of the game now, the GIF rules are changing. Mm. Bernard Laporte has said that he wants to crack down on the. So, so this very issue that we're talking about uh, is wanting to crack down on the number of foreigners in France because he's sick of hearing the old question is, are the number of foreigners in the top 14 costing France quality? Mm. Um, so the changes are happening. And I spoke to Milton Haig, the head coach of, of um, Georgia, the Georgian national team, And he said that they're already noticing that their under-20s team, and remember they hosted the under-20s World Cup in the summer there, years gone by they'd see six or seven of their guys disappear and go off to France. One. One. They've seen one this year. So the changes
1: are already happening. That's great news, and let's hope that we're all still in work when um, the day comes when international teams are international teams and all the watering down, I'm serious, all the watering down is over. Right, let's just quickly go to the main event of the day, Steve. 3-0 down after... After three test matches, you said that England would be competitive, and basically they become a bit of a joke. They were so bad they didn't even get an award on the sports personality about the ashes of the year. Now. Yeah. yeah, the
4: Ashes, yeah. <laughs> Not, I mean, I, yeah. I did think they'd struggle um, because I always thought that Australian bowling attack was was better than England's. But um, yeah, it, it's unravelled uh, a lot more quickly than I, I thought it would. I mean, the bottom line is they've got a very good bowling attack. Um, they to- totally out-bowled England. Um, England's senior players, I'm stood up, Cook and I haven't got any runs,
2: which is also going to be a problem.
1: Why do we never have a really, really rapid bowler?
4: <laughs> yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, Devon Malcolm.
2: I thought he was fast,
4: didn't he? Yeah, he didn't know where he was going, though, did he? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it's a big question. Uh, <laughs> too, too, too much cricket. Pitches aren't up to the balls we use in this country? I mean, there are a lot of reasons. The only thing I'd say about that is Australia have got three fast bowlers. They haven't got any more than that. Yeah. I mean, it's not as if they've got a stock of 20 of them. I mean, okay. if one or two of them got injured, there aren't many to replace.
2: Elliot okay. Daly's supposed to be a good cricketer. Okay. Yeah, he so, and he can do anything, but he, maybe it's time for, to call maybe, up Elliot Daly. He's okay. injured, isn't he? Yeah, he's got bad. He'll <laughs> <up to that. laughs> be <if you're> right <laughs> for the next, Ashes. Sadly,
1: that's a great idea. Right, Daly flies out. Okay, um... Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Dai Young flies out and take over his coach. Seriously, yeah, he's,
2: good. he's a bloody good cricketer, daily. I oh, know, I've heard. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: I bet he's dying to have his head knocked off by, by, by Azlewood and all those guys. Mm. Thanks very much for listening to The Ruck. Um, just the good news is that The Ruck will be out on Boxing Day. There'll be a very special panel, mo- um, basically um, based on today's panel. In fact, it is today's panel. <laughs> But we'll be coming back in on Boxing Day to to record it. And uh, this is about the 455th podcast we've done this year. But are we losing it and are we tiring? Of course not. We'll be back next week. Thank you to Steve, to Big Al and to Owen and to our ever um, spectacular producer. Back next week. Thank you.